I actually like the record before this more. Okay, you ready? Okay. Ready? Let's do the clap. (laughs) (laughs) All right. One, two, three. Hi, welcome to It Rocks or It Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, Gay Me, and my slight involvement with the band Say Anything. But before I throw it to my Gorgina co-host, I just want to say if you happen to work in Spotify's curation department, I would love it if you'd add my new song Ever Always to any one of your godforsaken million subscriber playlists. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, I second that. Um, my name is Becca High, and I'm curious as to people who have never met me in real life, how tall do y'all think I am? (laughs) Let me know. How tall does she sound, listeners? (laughs) Yeah. How tall do you think I am? I actually kind of want to know the answer to that, too. I... It has been an area of interest lately about how, like, celebrities that seem a certain height, but then turns out in real life, they're, like, either really short or really tall. And it's, like, you just have these, like, presumptions without ever really thinking about it. Yeah, I feel like I I have, like, a bi-yearly meltdown where I find out, like, some celeb or some gay I follow, I thirst follow, is actually very small. And it's, like, I shouldn't, this shouldn't make me dissociate as much as it does, but I am now spiraling. (laughs) (laughs) There's a gay man I follow that I I had to unfollow because it was making me feel so crazy. I'm sorry to use that word. But I swear he, like, edits his head to be smaller on his body. I mean, people on Instagram do crazy shit. That is the tea. He'd be like posting videos or like, er, like it, he's like one of those people too that has no tagged photos. And I'm like, that's already sus. But like every now and then he'll post a vid where I'm like, this doesn't check out from like what you've been selling me. <laughs> <laughs> he's been selling you big head things and turns out he has a small head. Well, I think he'd been selling me little head things. And turns oh. out he has a normal sized head <laughs> on a normal sized body. It's really hard to explain my angle of this, my rationale for being concerned about this, but... I love this conversation. <laughs> it's really showing off our last two brain cells. Um, <laughs> but okay, so <laughs> Becca and I are gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album called Belong by the band The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. Uh, now, this record came out March 29th of 2011. Dare I say, Becca, we were the truest best of friends when this record dropped. Yes? No? Absolutely not. <laughs> We've never been friends. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Probably. Okay. Was, I was like getting ready to graduate high school. So. I was going to say, I associate this record hardcore with the album we made as the band Sweetheart. Uh, yeah, that'll come <laughs> up later. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> That seems like your tone is very pointed. Well, no, I I feel like you heard the pains of being pure at heart and you were like, I want to be in a band that sounds like this. And then you recruited me. In all fairness, you're not wrong, but it wasn't solely this band. There was like, I feel like this was part of a boom of music that sounded like this. That was kind of like 80s, 90s, like worship sort of thing and it was like a oh. <laughs> not like not like as in like songs about god yeah, but like I yeah so, i just did the blinking man meme <laughs> yeah as in like they were worshiping at the altar of those bands um and yeah. and it was cool because i feel like it was coming off of the like the heels of like kind of like a more baroque pop 60s sort of tinged thing um so that sound was like exciting and new yeah i'm looking at fans also like on <clears throat> their spotify and like i did think of yuck when i was mm-hmm. listening to this record um dum dum girls black tambourine girls the okay the depreciation guild is on here but i think that's because a member of this band is in the deep or was in the deep why is that so hard for me to say depreciation the drummer isn't it the drummer uh i wrote it down 
It's uh no, it's the guitarist. Oh, okay. Christopher Hotchheim, Hochheim? Hochheim. 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 Okay. I did I see this band with you or did I see this band with Graham? Must have been Graham. I can't remember who it was at local five oh six. I know I also saw um Titus Andronicus at that venue and it might have been the same tour but i maybe not but um i saw them on tour for the first record right before this record came out i think i think i I recall them playing a show somewhere like that and like i thought about going but obviously i did not she shan't attend Uh, um i was busy (laughs) (laughs) having a mental breakdown yeah it is the damn season but um i will say looking at the wiki for this record i'm now being reminded of higher than the stars the ep that preceded this and that ep is really good um yeah i mean they're self-titled that came before this album that's where you that's where you got into the band yes yes and i actually like that album more than belong Okay, that's uh, I. <laughs> I think that you and I actually represent the kinds of people that would stand the first record, and I like that's you, that's your vibe, and I would stand the second record. That's my vibe. Perfect. The two types the of genders dichotomy. Yes, a happy marriage here. <laughs> um, it was produced by Flood, aka Mark Ellis, a British post-punk and alt rock record producer he has produced everything from new order u2 nine inch nails depeche mode erasure the list goes on and on and on but a cred that you just um exempted but i think is very important is hasn't he also produced smashing pumpkin stuff is it it, does it say that on the wiki i think it says it on the pitchfork review actually oh that i mean I am assuming yes. I think. I'm not going to do any... I, I, like, I went with all the, like, 80s bands to list rather than 90s for some reason. This record Um, to me is, like, a perfect mix, though, of that. It's, like, very 80s tinged, but it has, like, the 90s alt-rock. This record is so 90s. It's both, uh... I would say mostly 90s with a tinge of 80s. Okay. The synth the synth is very driving on this record, and that, to me, has very 80s vibes. Not that this is an argument. I'm not trying to have an argument on our beautiful podcast. Yeah, I Smashing just, Pumpkins. I think we're both right. What did he produce for The Pumpkins, does it say, or is it just a list? It's, it's a list. Okay. Aha cool. is on there. Ooh. The Killers. Okay. PJ Harvey, Sigur Ross. I wonder what the budget was for this record. I feel like working with someone like that can't be cheap. No, absolutely not. There is <laughs> absolutely um, not. <laughs> there is um, a review that I read that mentions how Kip discussed the producer's involvement on the new record and like he said Kip said we didn't want him to make us sound like a big rock band um in the end he was really into the ways in which we are bad at playing music and he kind of <laughs> celebrated it <laughs> which I thought was a cool thing that is a really beautiful sentiment yeah. I, I feel like all, if there's one thing that being involved with indie rock for 15, 16 plus years is, it's just that like all your favorite bands are actually way worse at playing their instruments than you think they are, which is cool and relatable. Yeah. Um, speaking of reviews, uh, the Pitchwork review, is not that re- I... Wait, oh. say say what you want to say. I was just going to say is written by our friend, our dear friend, <laughs> Ian Cohen. Friend of the pod, Ian Cohen. Um, yeah, and it's a good, it's a really good yeah, review. Just like all his reviews, they're great. <laughs> I, um, I knew that there was, there was a, a bad review of this record that stayed with me and I couldn't remember what where i read it and then just now looking at the wiki when we sat down um 
I was looking at the review scores, the little table they give you, and on NME, this record actually got a 3 out of 10. So quickly, assuming that maybe that was the bad record, that, the bad review that stayed with me, I clicked on it, and literally just the byline alone, <laughs> it says, <laughs> sexless, meek, and flaccid, the New York tweesters? tweesters offer up a record that's wetter than a fumble in a puddle. <laughs> During you reading that, you'll hear my jaw pop in the audio <laughs> from me. And I, I like literally like to to be so mean about a record that really ulti- ultimately this record is very joyous to me. It's like very fun in sound and lyricism. And I know listening back, there's a song on this record I love that has a really clunky lyric that is like goofy to me admittedly but i remember reading the reviews and them like singling that one line out we'll talk about when we get there but just being like i don't think it's as bad as like you guys think it is but again that has that has stayed with me that's tainted my view of this album just the tiniest bit pitchfork gave it an 8.2 best new music best new music Wow. Sorry, I ate two Reese's eggs before this. <laughs> so now I'm constantly clearing my throat. Just phlegm city. Why are they so much better when they're egg? I got like the the big the big boys. Um, <laughs> I got like the the six pack you get that are like full size. Oh, and that is what goes through my head every time I eat one. I'm like, why are these so much better? They're so much bigger than normal Reese's. That's why. I also think it has to do with the shape and the lack of ridges. There's some science there. Because, like, you know how a normal Reese's cup is, like, spiky? They're sharp on the sides. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like it when they're not sharp. (laughs) Yeah. Reese's eggs for life. Yeah, I I can't tell you how many how many times I've eaten one and just been like, all right, well that was dinner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh, dive into this Gorgina record, shall we? Yeah, I think um, we did enough housekeeping up front, but yeah, when I I don't I'll probably forget this, so I'll mention it now. Um, they still have a website up and running. It's really cute. And their merch is great. They have okay. like the prettiest colors of their like clothing merch, apparel merch that I'm very okay. tempted to buy. But we got to get that Patreon up and running. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm under the impression I know Kip, I have sort of followed this band off and on over the years um and i know kip just announced a new project and i i am pretty sure my friend caroline miss infinity crush herself played viola on one of the songs which is oh shit i listened to some of his new solo stuff and i will just say it's not for me Okay, but Kip Berman or anyone involved with this band, if you're listening to this app and would like to come on the pod, you can DM us on any of our social media accounts or you can email us at itrocksorsucks at gmail.com. Becca, I'm looking at this apparel and it is simply stunning. You're yeah. so right. It's so good. This classic self-titled terracotta slash blue t-shirt with like the album that- art. I literally thought of you. I was like, Carl, these these are Carl. This is Carl. <laughs> Those are my colors. Yeah. Uh, also, the classic long sleeve tee and ivory with the teal design on it. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I he will be buying. One so of different. Like, have you listened to any of his solo stuff? No, not yet. You will be shocked that it's him. <laughs> his voice sounds so different. Okay, that's like something that uh, this like literally means nothing in the big scheme of things with like me experiencing this band. But I remember seeing them. I was like surprised by like, he's like tall. He's like a bigger like man. And I was just kind of like this little beautiful voice coming out of this big man. He's like insanely (laughs) distorted guitar parts coming out of this like this man. I'm just like, there's there's, there's a very sensory kind of crazy thing where I was just like, this is cool. This band is cool. Also, this also means nothing in the big scheme of things, but I'm pretty sure Peggy Wang 
who was the keyboard player and did some vocals early on in this band. I'm pretty sure she followed my old Twitter account before I deleted. (laughs) Yeah. I think she's involved with BuzzFeed now. I don't want to be talking out of my ass. Let me Google real quick. But I remember One of the reasons I think I like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please. Um, one of the reasons why I like the old the record before this is because Peg, you can hear Peggy sing on it so much. Yeah, this is sort of this kind of has almost like a a Johnny Pierce and the drums sort of vibe where it feels like um, this is the beginning. Sorry, Ham is okay. <laughs> Becca knows she just watched it happen, but the cat was like climbing all over me. Um, I, this kind of has like a Johnny Pierce and the drum sort of vibe where it starts to become like one person's project over time, I think. I could be wrong, but that is like kind of how it felt to me as more time went on, where it's like, okay, one person's driving this ship. But um, yeah, she's really cool. I remember you constantly questioning whether Kip was gay or not. Yes, that is and probably- And you like posing to me being like, okay, listen to this lyric and like send me a lyric and be like, do you think he's gay? There are homo <laughs> lines on this record. Uh, I was like you desperate. Like, I'm pretty sure he's gay. <laughs> I was like desperate to find like any like songwriters I liked to like just, I was like desperate to be like, you are gay, right? Like I was the, <laughs> I was the original gayler. Like I was like, I was in the message boards for the indie rock. I wasn't actually, but mentally I was in the message boards for these indie rock bands being like, this person's actually queer. I swear to God. It, he could be. I know he has two kids now, um, but that's like, don't want to assume anything. And also that, yeah, that that, that you can have nothing. kids and be any. Anything. You can be whatever you want to be, even if you have two kids. Even if you're a... <laughs> Gila monster. Yes. Gila monster. Okay. Gila um, monster. I love Gila. those. I Gila. Wasn't there like a children's book about a it's supposed to be some people say Hila Gila Gila monster. Gila. Gila. Us bunkins say Gila. That we'd be sounding it out. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a children's if, book about a Gila monster? Or it am sounds I that sounds right. Uh, I don't know, though. They're cool. They're so pretty. Why are they literally, like, coral? They're black and coral. Imagine being that stunning. And so deadly. <laughs> and so deadly. I know. Welcome to, like, Discovery Channel special. Well, literally, as a child that really wanted to grow up to be a zoologist, I'm absolutely always down to talk about this on the pod. There is a children's book, I don't recall this about at all, but it's called Gila Monsters Meet You at the Airport. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if anyone is familiar with Gila Monsters Meet You at the Airport, the book, um, we would love to read your Goodreads review on it. It was a Reading Rainbow book? Okay, LeVar Burton come through. Anyways, okay. <laughs> All right, track <laughs> we talk one. About this fucking record. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how long we've been going, but we're definitely wildly off topic. Um, okay, so track one, the record opens with a song called Belong, uh, the title track. Becca, how do you feel about Belong by the Pains of Being Pure at Heart? Uh, okay, we open the album with what immediately sounds like smashing pumpkins Um, (laughs) (laughs) what a beautiful rendition Um, everything is much less fuzzy than we had previously heard um I love the bass line that is like sliding up and down the whole time. It's just like, I can't imitate it. That was terrible. Um, no, that sounded great. I think we're going to start an acapella cover group. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel when your co host makes fun of your literal inflection. <laughs> uh, the chorus hits so hard and sounds so beautiful and gorgeous. Etc. Etc. What about you? Yeah, 
I adore this song. This song, I there's like a, a trope now where it's like quiet, loud, quiet, loud is like so played out in rock music where it's like, I'm going to write a song and thus, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? It's going to be quiet and then it's going to get loud and then it's going to get quiet again and then it's going to get really loud. You got to get song- that piano and that forte. <laughs> yeah, this song suffers from that, but this was before that was a meme, I think. And I love this song. Is that a meme? I- yeah, it's just like not like a meme meme where it's like like you see people posting pics that say those words on it, but it's just like when you're talking about music. It is a part of music. It is. A lot of songs are quiet and get loud. In sheet music, it does specify whether you're supposed to play it soft, quiet, loud, or really loud. Aren't there, there's like Latin words to describe those feelings too, aren't there? It's like, yeah, it's like, I know the letters, I don't know. Concerto, is that one of them? Concerto? (laughs) Girl, I don't fucking know. That's like a piece, there's so many violin pieces that have the word that I learned that just have the word concerto in them. It's like concerto number five, concerto number eight, concerto number one million, like, I don't fucking know. I, do I feel like a lot of music terms are also like font names. Because I was going to be like, I was going to be like, isn't like Allegri Sans, like Allegri Sans, isn't that something? I'm like, wait, no, I think that's a font that I was just using on design. There's like Allegra, which Allegra, is like the a allergy speed, medicine. I think, yeah. Or like, that was another song I learned called Allegra, but it's also one of the terms to describe like the pace at which you play it's like fast okay okay well this song is allegra allegri sans concerto vibes the house down (laughs) (laughs) i um i love this song i think the chorus just being the lyrics just being i know it's wrong but we just don't belong in their eyes in the sun no we just don't belong i'm like ah this is definitely i definitely use this as as kip gayler fodder back in the day mm-hmm. but i it's relatable sentiment it's very cute um the opening of the song i know you mentioned this but the opening song where it, uh, the opening song the opening of the song where it's like the pretty bouncy guitar and drums and then the like really heavy like, <laughs> brr, brr, brr. like i so love that beautifully did. Yeah. yeah i can't i have to listen to it to the notes right i definitely um i definitely based a lot of museum mouth bass tone um around those sounds like early on in in being in that band and like birthing that band being like i love how distorted the bass can i love how distorted you can get bass and i love the way distorted bass sounds over distorted guitar so that's just a little a little fact about me um i think the song absolutely rocks yeah it rocks all right, track two is a song called Heaven's Gonna Happen Now. Uh, I fully forgot this song even existed until re-listening for this ep, and the song is so good. Uh, yeah, it's so incredibly 90s. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I love the heavy distorted guitar in the chorus and there's like a little wailing little guitar tone going on that's like a nice little yeah. <laughs> you just sound like you're a cat <laughs> <laughs> well I have a lot of practice but yeah that's like it's like very I don't even know how to explain the sound like how to quantify what they sound like yeah a wailing but it's like not it's like moaning okay but it's like high pitched yeah which high pitched moaning I would almost say is called wailing I would say it's a a a screeching moan (laughs) (laughs) aka a whale yeah it's fucking wailing okay (laughs) we're a music journalist now <laughs> Join us on our adventure of adjectives. Yeah, we're literally we're deeply, deeply, deeply trying to stop describing things as cool and fun. And now, now it's wailing and moaning, and, moaning <laughs> and screeching. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. <laughs> By the time we retire the pod, we are going to have such a robust vocabulary. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> I want to meet Justine. She She's clearly, she's very inspiring. Her, Anne, and Anna. I'm oh, my all- God. Anne with an E. At the end of this record, I'm like, who is Anne? (laughs) He references Anna in another song, though. So I'm like, is it the same Anne? Or do you just have a thing for women named Anne? My middle name is Anne, but it doesn't have an E. Anne without an E, you're everything to me. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I can write that song. (laughs) Hi, my name's Carl. Uh, I make music under the name Gay Meat. The song is new. It's called Anne Without an E. <laughs> Not to be confused with Anne with an E by fans of being very hard. <laughs> I literally announce that on a stage in like a gigantic room and the crowd is just absolutely crickets. They're like, get this man off stage. <laughs> okay. Mm. I think Heaven's Gonna Happen Now. Oh, I think the song is so good. It zooms by. It's very... It's a good song. And now nothing's gonna turn us down. You're gonna sit there and look scared when everything's happening now. Cause heaven's gonna happen now. Yeah, it's good. I <laughs> I do miss like the backing vocals are very in the background on this record. Whereas I mentioned before, Peggy was so much more present and they're self-titled and like, I miss it. You know? Yeah. I hate to harp on this comparison, but it does feel a lot like, like Billy Corgan versus Darcy in the Smashing Pumpkins where it's like, she sings a lot, but it's not like always the most audible thing. Like with a lot of it. I feel like it took me seeing them performing my favorite songs live to even like realize that she had vocals on those songs. I'm like, oh, okay, damn. Yeah. But in that, in that same regard, his vocals are so much more upfront on this record. It is really nice to like hear him singing so crystal clear. See, I it's not, it's not bad, but I actually prefer his vocals on... I keep wanting to call it Contender, and it's they're self-titled, but like Contender is a great song. Contender but like, is a great song. I just like love how fuzzy that record is, and like lo-fi. Like, I feel like there's a trend where the more professionally produced records become, the least I like them. That when, is totally fair, especially if they start out lo-fi and kind of like self-produced sounding you know and then they become very crisp sounding i'm usually i usually prefer their lo-fi stuff yeah i think this is kind of not not to like try and fight you again about your pov but i think i think this i i typically air the same but i think that this record is like one where I'm like this as a sophomore record is like really cool and definitely defeats like any sort of sophomore slump. I think they pull off the kind of slickness on this album really well. I think this is a success story for that sort of arc in my opinion. But yeah. um, you know, we had we had I can name at least one person. I I shan't name names, but I know we had at least one person that like when we released Popcorn Fish was like I liked it when it was like more lo-fi better, and I'm like okay, like literally just tell me you hate me. That's all you're trying to say. How is like Popcorn Fish barely sounds better yeah, than the old like, stuff. It's still lo-fi. What do you mean? Yeah. There, I know one person that was like, I just think like when you guys were like self-recording and like mixing it yourselves, like it just sounded better. And I was like, literally, I could pull up the emails with the amazing saint who mixed that record where I'm like, do it more like me. Do it more like I would do it. I just liked you guys better when you used GarageBand. Yeah, now that you recorded Logic, you're fucking sellouts. Yeah. Like, oh my god, eat my ass in a hole. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. I um, think Heaven's Gonna Happen Now rocks. Yeah, it rocks. Slay, slay, slay. Track three. Now this is, I have a bone to pick with this song. The song is called Heart in Your Heartbreak. 
I love this song. I even am addicted to the single art for this song. I think this song is amazing. Why are there no cymbal hits in this song? Huh, let me listen. I don't think I noticed. It's all rim shot on like on a drum. I can only assume it's rim shots on a snare. It's all rim shots, snare, and kick. Take a listen. Why do you want cymbals? It just feels weird. <laughs> okay, I could like yeah, I mean I could hear where like symbols would be cool. Um I create a great mashup of this song when I start singing it in my head and it is She was a heart in your heartbreak when there's nothing to lose and there's nothing to prove <laughs> I'm dancing with myself. <laughs> Oh my god, Anna Kendrick in Pitch Perfect vibes. Uh, Does she sing that song? She loves mashups. Oh. (laughs) But like, you can't help but go into that. It's the same again. The music video. Did you watch the music video for this? Oh, is this where they're like in the pawn shop? Yeah, it's like a oh, music store. Yes. It's I so forgot cute all about and this. funny. I watched it last night and I was like giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Love to giggle. That is, I totally forgot. Wow. Oh, this song is so good. I, I do wish there was at least... A uh, cymbal crash going into the chorus. God forbid. But yeah. I think this song is like so fun and so good. This, the opening four songs on this record, that run is just like, how do you even do it? Especially three. I think when we get to the next song, I think I'm an apologist for that song. But these opening three songs specifically are just, you can't even beat it. I think this was like the first song I heard off this album when they released it as a single and got me so excited for this album. Yeah, I think this this was first single, wasn't it? I think so. Mm. Yeah, Heart in Your Heartbreak released December 14th, 2010. Yeah, this song is this is amazing first single and this song is so good. Oh, I'm like reading. I'm now just we're both like simply quietly <laughs> staring at our computers. I thought I figured you were watching the video. I am not. I guess I could, but I um the second verse, I think, the ambulance lines, an ambulance goes by and you wonder why it never stops when you want it to, it never stops when you need it to take you away, and your friends don't understand that the world could end and it would feel no worse than this. Every thought of the look in her eye like a cold California sky. I'm like, okay, go off, Queen. That was a great <laughs> verse. Yeah every thought of her name like a hand to an open flame like literally the longing of this is so this is i think this song rocks oh obviously (laughs) all right track four track four is a song called the body i love this song uh when i was listening to this and i was like god what song does this remind me of and I was like going through my iTunes and it fucking hit me. And it is In Between Days by The Cure. Oh, Very hard. Very I'm, hard. I'm going to listen to you a little bit just so I... Wow. Yeah. So bad over that. <laughs> Yeah, it yes, yes. This song is like if um if in between days went shopping at like wet seal and put on a really sexy outfit. Wow. <laughs> Don't you agree? This song has sexy vibes. Um, I mean it is called the body. Yeah, tell me again what the body is for, because I can't feel it anymore. I lost mine and I need yours. It's only skin. We should swim. Also, or the line the lyric before that, the stanza before that concluding with I want it to hurt like it did before. We shouldn't sin. Also, is he gay? (laughs) Is he gay? Is he gay? Um, And then the second verse has, um, 
has a has the lyric that I remember someone panning and being like, this is an example of like clunky lyricism. But the second verse opens with, you try so hard to keep it together and you look so hard in fishnets and leather. <laughs> <laughs> I love... I would never personally write that, but I love that someone did and I love that I get to experience it. I never even like thought about that line. I feel like it never, I've never, ever have thought about it. Becca, would you ever, ever don fishnets and leather? Yeah. Okay, I want to see it, Queen. Um, I don't have any fishnets and I don't have any leather on me right now. Um, <laughs> it's going to say, they don't seem like staples in your wardrobe. Um, I'm like looking around. No. Um... I'll work on it. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, join the Patreon when we get one, and I'll debut say, my look. <laughs> we we start the Patreon, and we record a music video to this song where we wear ridiculous outfits. Which, the music video for this is another really cute video. Oh, I didn't even know the song had a vid. Now I'm Okay, now I'm watching a vid. It's, like, cute, but also kind of sad just because it's it's like kids playing at the beach and it's almost like every member of the band has a kid version of them like having oh. fun and then it like cuts to the adult them as adults and they're like getting ready for work and like yeah i don't need to be reminded of fleeting youth oh my god the opening sh- the opening lyric with peggy getting out of bed and also being on the beach towel this song is so joyful though it makes me want to throw confetti it's a party this song are those were those bunicula slippers bunicula like the bunny vampire (laughs) yes oh man this vid is this vid is very good this band is this band at this era was just like unrivalable they were so good becca doesn't agree (laughs) Longest silence of the history. They they were good. I don't think they were unrivalable. Okay, so we're playing Super Smash Brothers. I picked the pains of being pure at heart. Who are you picking to try and whoop my ass? Mm, Let me look at my iTunes. Okay, I'm gonna be. You're gonna be no age. Ooh. You're gonna be the killer or the kills. I did love the kills. Is that on our list? It's not, but we definitely need to add Midnight Boom because that's one of, that's, I love that record. I'm doing that right now. Last night I added Pomegranates. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> the way that we think that this pod will ever end is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally endless. It is endless. Um, I have. There's too many artists up in my ideas. Okay, so you think this band had a lot of rivals that could could whoop their little ass. Why does everything have to be a competition? Because I'm a Leo, Becca, and I played sports in middle school and high school. (laughs) That's why. I was on a t-ball team at age, like, five. You were a little jock. I was such a little jock. I never, literally never played a team sport. (laughs) (laughs) You play tennis. That's not a a team team sport. sport. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're playing doubles and there's one other person on your team. Um, I love it. uh, Anyways, I can't... uh, I'm done looking at artists. I would, yeah, I would like fucking whatever the bands were you mentioned. I already forget. No Age, The Kills. No Age. I, I pick no. no Age. She picks No Age. Okay, well, I think it'd end up in sudden death personally, but um, I love this song. I think this song rocks. Uh, it rocks. Okay. Rock slice. the body. <laughs> body rock. Body rock. Body rock. Isn't that a lyric in um, Beauty and a Beat by Justin Bieber? I have no fucking idea. I want to see your body rock. Yeah. Feel, Justin Bieber. I feel like I'm referencing 
something totally different. It like an in uh Justin Timberlake was in in sync. Didn't they have Rock Your Body is what I'm thinking of. Rock Everybody That's Backstreet Boys. Backstreet God oh, no, Backstreet's back. All right. If anyone knows Kevin from Backstreet Boys, I want Kevin has an open invitation to come on the pod. Only Kevin. <laughs> body rock girl i could feel your body rock take a bow you on the hottest ticket now beauty and a beat by justin bieber is such a good song that song fucks they're also like uh oh that awful song that's like uh body rock is also i'm about to google every song with body rock like body. subscribe to the patreon where we review every song that has the word body rock in it Oh, we've got a Fifth Harmony song called Body Rock. I'm sure there's like a workout series called Body Rock. There most definitely is. Oh my god. Okay, I give up. Um. <laughs> anyways, okay, Body Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Body Rocks. Okay, track five and with an. The mysterious, ever elusive, and with an E. (laughs) Who are you? Super villain vibes. Where are you? Who are you? And with an E, if you're listening to this episode of the pod, you have an open invitation to come on at Roxford Sucks. We literally do an actual like journalism, investigative journalism app where we find out who Anne is. Which Pulitzer vibes. I literally think I could probably DM Kip on Twitter and be like, who is Anne? (laughs) 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 But I also like the idea of us trying to figure it out on our own and then me resorting to that. Okay, hot take. I don't j'adore this song. I have to listen to it. So that's a like issue with this album is like I feel like a lot of the songs sound the same, so it's really hard for me to like remember what this sounds like. Okay. Okay. It kind of has the drum beat. Not quite. It, it's like a remix on the drum beat. <laughs> they copy pasted the drum beat and they just added a couple more kicks in there. Yeah. Listeners, it sounds like drum- girls. It does. It really does. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say the drum beat is boom, 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 cat, boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this has got some more kick. Um, I think that I think the song is good. I don't think the song is bad by any means. And I I like that like our first kind of drop off like slow jam moment is like a song this vibey. But yeah, there's th- like a lot going on instrumentally if you listen really close and it's like really hard to discern all that's going on but it's all really pretty mm-hmm. there definitely... is like a mystery strumming of like I want I came to the conclusion it might be a mandolin that happens every now and then that's like a nice little accent it's like more stringy sounding than like just an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And like sh- shimmery, I guess. But it's not a harp because it's definitely like, or who knows? I don't know what the fuck it is. Could be a lute. That'd be cool. I'm not <laughs> sure what a lute actually sounds like. Isn't that just a small harp? Girl, I don't know. I don't play the lute. What if that was my instrument? Hi, oh. my name is Becca. Hi, I'm an amazing lutist. <laughs> Loot. Loot 101. <laughs> the, oh my god. There's a notes from the workshop. A loot shop documentary. Oh, this guy is <laughs> shredding. I didn't know it had so many strings. That's why I was saying it could have been a loot. Can loots be this big? Apparently. I'm like looking... I'm looking, I just literally Googled the word loot, and in the little right hand, the table on the right hand side, there's an image of someone holding one, and it is humongous. Yeah. No, a loot sounds like too guitar 
Okay. Oh my god, this guy. Stop talking and just play the fucking loot. <laughs> um. <laughs> that is such a funny sentence. Oh my god, stop talking and just play the fucking loot. Uh, that is, I literally am addicted to you saying that earnestly and having no idea how funny it is. <laughs> Uh, okay. okay, I can confidently say it's not a loot now that I have listened to it. Um, okay, she's reporting back. Listener, she's reporting back. She has the intel. She says it's not a it loot. It might be a mandolin. Okay. Just like a single down strum, though. Uh, I like the song. There are <laughs> lyrics <laughs> There are lyrics in the second verse that actually trouble me a smidge, but I... um. The lyrics are, take your sweater off and wear your spikes again. He's addicted to telling his love interest to wear the fuggliest clothes. <laughs> okay, so anyway, take your sweater off and wear your spikes again, because you can't get off on that medicine. I'm like, okay, well, now that you're outing your partner as being on really strong antidepressants that make them not be able to come uh, i guess we can listen to the rest of the song what that's where you go with that that's where my mind goes instantly okay what about you is that my mind goes, i feel like i really don't think deeply about lyrics hardly ever <laughs> well as someone who's post music all i care about is the lyrics i so. just like only if it's like i don't know i have to be really Oops. Um, I have to be really invested, I guess. But yeah, for me, it's just all about the music, man. Oh my God, listeners. Okay. Um, I think Anne with an E is fine. Uh, Anne with an E, you're everything to me. <sighs> if only we knew who you were. I think it. I think it rocks. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Track six. six. Tra wow. That was in perfect unison. Track six, even in dreams. Um, I want to talk about some lyrics. can tell you I hate these lyrics. <laughs> um, the keyboard tone in this song is everything. Um, but... Did I already say this might be my least favorite song on the album? Because if, if not, it probably is. Um, it's just it's just very simple. Not like that simple is bad, but like the coolest thing going on here is that keyboard. And I agree it's too with long. You. The song is too long. The chorus is really cheesy. Feels really cheesy. Sounds really cheesy. Full of cheese. Uh-uh. <laughs> Stuffed crust pizza vibes. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to listen to a smidge of it. I'm really sorry. I just need to. No, I am too. Oh, I love the sounds it opens with. Yeah, that that's the keyboard I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like bubbling underneath the mm -hmm. whole time. Yeah, that's a really cool thing. I'm skip around just a smidge. Okay. I think this song... I think this song... If the thesis statement is the chorus, if this song is sort of like a don't bore us, get to the chorus vibe, I think that this song sells the chorus really, really well. And that's cool, but... Um, Even in dreams, I could not betray you. God. Those <laughs> lyrics. I... I don't think they're that bad. I definitely, if I... You're not I the only one, you're just my only one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate... Ooh, okay, I will say, yeah, there's nobody like you. Is that why they don't like you like I do? That yeah. is um That's... Bad. I'm shutting the door on that. There's just one thought, I think... I think it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Barker saying that Blink-182 set out to write some good songs. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody like you. Is that why they don't like you like I do? That feels like, <laughs> like, like you don't know you're beautiful by One Direction. 
Oh my god. I'm gonna say no. I don't think I don't think this song sucks, but I don't think it rocks. I think it's fine. I think it sucks. That keyboard part, really though, that is so uh, it, good. Yeah, that is really good. I just want to snatch that keyboard and put it in my pocket. Put it in my little pocket. Put it in my little um, pocket. All right. So track seven, my terrible friend. Okay, literally, this song is pedal to the metal vibes. I'm addicted to this song. Uh, you know what I said? I said, is this a sweetheart song? <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? It might as well be. Um, it's more New Order vibes here. Um, I think the lyrics here suck again. Um <laughs> <laughs> Carl is a guess. Um, I am true. I look like Jim Carrey in the mask. Uh, um, uh, it's just like everyone, but everyone's just everyone. I will say that that chunk, that stanza is good until that last line. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't resist the touch of your lips. I feel the bliss on my fingertips. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I love that. It's so conversational. Now it you like takes. Stand. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna go on with more bad lyrics. Well, can I defend this the couplet that you just eviscerated before yeah. you moved on? Yeah. Okay. So the because I can't resist the touch of your lips, I feel the bliss on my fingertips. Oh shit! It's so like that's like to me that is like so cool because it's like obviously ham-handed poetry as lyrics up until the oh shit and then it makes it very conversational and like takes you out of like the ridiculous poetry imagery and i love that i feel like that's like such a that's like a a very human quality in lyric writing then i love that okay when i feel dead (laughs) i am i dead i don't want to lay here without you now you can't stand well i understand you can take my heavy hand okay becca yes you're right okay so the lyrics are they're heavy-handed, and they're they're both somehow heavy-handed and on a third-grade reading level, and that is really beautiful. <laughs> but everyone's just everyone. I love everyone is pretty and fun. Everyone is lovely and young. Everyone is gentle and gone. That's my favorite everyone line. And then, but everyone's just everyone. That is a whack way to close that little part. Absolutely and you're th- whack. and you're the one who's breaking me and you're the one who just won't leave still i don't want it to end you are my you're my terrible friend you're my terrible friend the keyboard line in the song is bliss heaven let me listen oh that's what makes me think it's a sweetheart song because of the soaring gorgeous anthemic keyboard part literally like wait is this a keyboard part for a sweetheart song? There's definitely a lot of sweetheart songs that sound very similar to those. What if we ever reviewed our own album on here? I think we should re-record aspects of it and re-release it. Oh yeah, I'd be down for that. Okay, yeah. Now that I like went to college for audio <laughs> and I'm yeah. a young audio professional and know how to make things sound good. <laughs> I think I have all the project files still. This could be a fun thing. Yeah. And once I moved, I like work nonstop and then I get these nice little breaks in between. This could be so... Oh my God, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> listeners, Becky and I might re-release our 2011 album. Are you oh, it's got to be this year because it's a 10-year anniversary. <gasps> oh my God, we got to make it happen fast. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think my terrible friend absolutely rocks. <laughs> Um, I think it's fine. Slay. All right. Girl of a Thousand Dreams, track eight. This could be a Museum Mouth song. Okay, hold on. I'm going to listen a little bit. I don't like how you so quickly come for me. What? How am I coming for you? (laughs) I mean, I'm on defensive because I simply don't know if I agree or not. This is like their hardest song on this album. Heaviest. Oh, this I <laughs> what no you go you go you go I was gonna say this is my favorite song on the album today back then I would have said like 
pardon your heartbreak or something, but on this day in 2021, my favorite song is Girl of 1000 Dreams. 1000 Dreams. I I love this song. I love this song so much. It's so funny to hear them like put on their best like rock and roll band drag for this, like garage rock drag. It's so I love the chorus that I know everything, everything is so so I uh, know you could just fly so low. The harms that are going on during the chorus are so good. Yeah. It's like, yes, Peggy, I hear you. Yes, Peggy. <laughs> we like go over to the PA board, turn her mic all the way up. <laughs> um, I think this is the best song on the album. And there's okay. like, I love how much Tom is going on in the song. <laughs> Tom Overload. Uh, I love this it. Man's banging those Toms. Yeah. Um, I, so tell me how I'm supposed to live when every night you die for it. So if you give, just say you won't give in. I'm like, okay, fine, good lyrics. The song slays. The song fucks. <laughs> Sadness hurts, but that's okay. Get back up and cry again. Fall asleep in outer space, but wake up at your parents' place. Dude, that is literally me 2009 through like 2012. I know. Everything is so, so... Yeah, no, the song fucks. Did you say it rocks or it fucks? I said it fucks. Uh, Look at that. The way that we agree on this song. And, okay. you know, sounds like a Museum Mouth song. Again, Becca, now that I now that I have just declared this song as having fucked, I totally take that as a massive compliment. I could not thank you more. And you take back me coming for you, apparently. Sometimes you come for me. Think back to a little song called The Fallen Interlude by Van Gogh Link 82. I don't know that song. <laughs> I cannot recall. No. Okay. Track. That's so funny. Track nine is a song called Too Tough. Uh, uh, Queen Anne. You're lying in the wasteland. Opening line. Um, what do you think about this song? I think the chorus slays, but I think that the verses are so boring. Oh my god, this song is so forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> like the song does nothing for me, and they like do the whole tearing everything down and then like building it back up which just feels so forced because otherwise the song would be so boring i think that the record kind of goes out in like a a hush it doesn't really go out with a bang but i i still think the song is like good i can't even like think of what it sounds like um hold on no squeak stop also this song is like four and a half minutes long. They do lean into some shoegazy territory with that, where it's just like, it doesn't need to be this long. The pumpkins are guilty of that too, though. She's frowning, listeners. I'm not frowning. That's the face what do you... Graham loves me to make because <laughs> he hates it. It's very angry bird's face. You look like that, you know, when you like, um, you know when you go someplace and they tell you to like rate your experience and there's like five smiley faces <laughs> from like good that, yeah it's like the perfect middle one <laughs> and that's how i feel about this song uh, you're too tough to say that it's all too much so say it's enough <laughs> <laughs> the cat's licking my hand down here right now. <laughs> Having an autosensory reaction right now. Yeah, it's like what what is what is going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> I looked I probably looked like frozen or you something. You were just like your eyes were just like <laughs> the cow is licking my hand I was thinking like how long is this going to last so I'm like also looking up and down the screen trying to figure out like if there was a lyric I wanted to talk about <laughs> like that's like Carl, literally the epitome are you okay? I'm fine it's like literally the epitome of watching the wheels turn in someone's brain <laughs> okay this song is fine I don't I don't think any songs on this record suck but... um it's fine okay 
Track 10, the closing track. There are some bonus tracks, but I didn't. I don't know them. Me neither. Uh, I don't know. Perfect. But okay. Track 10 is the closing track. I don't know. I I don't know her. Um, Track 10 is a song called Strange. Now, I, I don't love, love, love this song, but I do love aspects of the song musically. I think it's so, they like make such deliberate choices with percussion on this record that I think is really cool. And this song has like amazing, is it hi-hat or is it like cymbal work? There's like a good like recurring, like bouncing some sort of sound. Mm. The double hi-hat work there is like, I love that. And it like permeates the whole song. I love yeah. a choice like that. I think that's so cool. And like to have a song like Heart in Your Heartbreak where there's no symbols. And then like a song like this where like the symbols like so deliberately like pushing the thing. I'm like, I symbols, love. Carl? Here are your fucking yeah. symbols. <laughs> they literally like, oh, you think they're not on track three? Well, just wait till track 10. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Uh, Symbol Addicts Anonymous. Um, <laughs> I think that this song is... I think the song is really cool. Um, oh, Anna. We got a reference to Anna here. Yeah, and this is where I was like, who is Anne or Anna? Who are all these Anns? Where's the strange line? The oh, opening line? Uh, it's bad. Open- <laughs> when everyone was doing drugs, we were just doing love. Yeah, that's really like, okay, shoot me with a gun. That's a horrible. Like Kip, I've been, I've been a Kip apologist up until that line, but that's one where I'm like, you know, if the feds come knocking at your door over that one, I can't defend you. Like, the lyric, I love, I absolutely love the instrumentals going on in the song. Yeah. I just wish, the lyrics just ruin it for me. And I wish someone other than Kip was singing in this song. Mm. Yes, I agree. We start a Facebook group. Peggy Wang apologize. I don't really... <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Don't tell me that a day will come when we dress like everyone. Because I can tell you're strange like me. That's okay, like... Uh, sorry. No, please. What were you going to say? I was going to say, that's like the biggest like queer hint to me is in this song. Don't say we should be going straight because I can tell you're strange like me. Girl, you make it sound like I was not going to get there. That shit is like, that was setting off alarms in my head. <laughs> like, someone pulled the fire alarm. What? I, there's like something, I had more evidence. When we, because obviously this band, <laughs> I present a PowerPoint on, on Kim Berman's queer baiting. Um uh, I obviously will do other records by this band. I would love to do the EP even. Obviously, the first full length is shoe in for us to talk about, but the EP is really good too. And I will, I will gather my, I will cite my sources, <laughs> AMA style, <laughs> when we get there. I think this song. It's a bummer that this goes out on kind of a weaker lyrical moment, but I also don't think these lyrics are like the worst ever i don't think this is the worst closing track ever again musically it's very very great i think the song rocks yeah it rocks i love i truly my favorite instrumentals on this album probably um she says kip berman give me the stems mm-hmm. she's gonna rewrite those lyrics mm-hmm. all yeah. right did you listen did you continue to listen to them after this record I did the next record. I bought the next record um, the day it came out on vinyl. I like drove to a record store and bought it because I they did like little, I think they did like little teaser videos for the songs on that record. And they were all like very cool. Like is Art Smock? Art Smock's on that record, isn't it? I don't know because I stopped listening after this record. Okay. Yeah. Art Smock is the opening song on the next record. I liked the next record um, a lot. But I stopped after that. And then I, I think after that, I did um, like just I would listen to the singles that the band put out. But I wasn't like chomping at the bit like I had been before. OK, well, Becca, is there anything else you'd like to say about Belong before we deliver our final verdict? Um, hold on. Let's see. Let's look at my notes. Let's see if I missed anything. Um... Nothing. She's got nothing to say. 
Okay. You ready? Become an ASMR pod. <laughs> One, two, three. It, it rocks. rocks. <laughs> I love this pivot for you. <laughs> I wish everyone just whispered all the time. I don't like ASMR, but in real life, in reality, I think it would be awesome to never hear anyone's voice. <laughs> Oh man, a loaded statement. Uh, last night I was Taco Tuesday with my friends and I was my platform for running for president is um uh get rid of dust and loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I love that. Do you know what my platform is, right? I feel like I've talked about this at nauseum. No, I don't. If I was running for president, it would be for president of the world, and I'd be establishing world time where it's always the same time everywhere, so there's no more time zones. Why? Because time zones are insane, and they're so confusing, and they're unnecessary. I think it would just be as simple, and obviously this is not simple at all, but in my mind, it's a simple (laughs) concept of if you want 6 a.m. to be light outside for you, we'll get you there. We'll get you where you need to be so that 6 a.m. it's light outside. If you want 6 a.m. to be dark for you, we'll get you to that side of the world. (laughs) Um, She's not sold. All right. Well, listeners, let us know who you would vote for. (laughs) That's a better platform. I love that you say that with me, everything's a competition, and now you're suddenly <laughs> running for president against me. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and on that note, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Toodaloo. <laughs> It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.